Welcome to the ZTech Show, your guide into the world of technology. Good evening and welcome to the ZTech Show, ZFM Stereo's dedicated radio program on all things tech. My name is Tatenda Ziambe and I'll be your host for this evening. Uh, it's a little after quarter past seven this evening and uh, we'll be doing this all the way up until half past the hour. Now, uh, before we go any further, just want to send a big shout out to uh, the News Roundup team for holding it down just before me as uh, talk time on ZFM Stereo officially gets underway. Now, we've got a very interesting show for you guys uh, today. Uh, we're going to be talking about Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter as well as the Central African Republic uh, accepting uh, Bitcoin as an official currency. So we've got a lot to get through, so let's just jump straight into it. Now, of course, this may not necessarily be new news to some of you who are a bit more tech savvy and follow what's going on in the tech scene because uh, this news has been out there for about a week, but alas... You only have, uh, you know, a couple of minutes each week to talk about the latest things in tech. So uh, we kind of had to scratch it from from last week. So now we're going to go into it uh, this week. Uh, so Elon Musk uh, has reached a $44 billion deal. Let me repeat, $44 billion. This is United States dollars. Uh, for context, imagine that a club like Chelsea, Manchester United, uh, Liverpool, all of those clubs at most are worth about $3 billion. So uh, my maths is uh, pretty terrible over there. But basically, you can buy like a club like Chelsea and Liverpool uh, about 15 times over. Uh, it's it's crazy. You could have bought Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, all of those things. Uh, that's how much money is pretty much at stake there. And uh, the sale will put uh, the, the the Tesla chief executive uh, in charge of a company that he has often frequently criticized, uh, claiming that it's not lived up to its potential. Uh, we'll get into why just now. So uh, this uh, takeover, uh, he declared it on the 14th of April. Uh, offering to buy all of Twitter shares uh, for four, uh, for $54.20 each. And uh, so, of course, why the big deal about this whole thing? Uh, it's all about free speech, supposedly. And I say supposedly because it's, it's there's a bit of a gray area. So let me get to that now. Basically, Twitter is one of the uh, most open spaces for dialogue on the internet because unlike Instagram or Facebook, really just writing a sentence can just go viral. Like you just put text, you can just say, hi, I had breakfast today. Suddenly it's got like 20,000 retweets, uh, 50,000 likes and so on and so forth. So uh, it's a very open space. But something kind of changed on, on, on the internet and that was fake news. And uh, this was something that uh, particularly came up at the time that uh, former United States uh, President Donald Trump uh, kind of was on the ascendancy. And so now the question was whether Twitter and, of course, other social media platforms uh, should regulate what is said to be fake news uh, so that it doesn't spread. But the line between opinion and fake news can often be blurred, which is why it's such a divisive topic. Like, for example, um, sorry, I'm a sports guy, uh, so I'm going to just use another sports analogy. Someone can come and say Manchester United is the best team in the world. Now, that's an opinion. That's not objective or that's not even really true. But that's just how it is. That's how uh, freedom of speech operates. So you and I will know that that's not true. But, you know, someone can say that just the same way someone can say uh, pineapple pizza is the best thing in the world. I believe that other people don't believe that. that that's just how it works. So... Free speech is exactly what Elon Musk is promising uh, with this takeover of Twitter. 
So let's actually hear from Musk himself uh, as he describes what he actually wants to achieve with the platform. I mean, the the goal that uh, that I have, uh, should the you know everything uh, come to fruition with with Twitter, is uh, to I have a, a, a service that is broadly as broadly inclusive as possible, um, where ideally uh, most of America is is on it and and talking. You know, I, I'm I, like I, I think just generally the the, the I'm looking for something that's like, like I said, broadly as broadly inclusive as possible. Uh, that's as trusted as possible as a system, um, and um, and I hope uh, we are successful in that regard. I, I've, I've also vowed this publicly that we, we have to get rid of the bots and trolls and the scams and everything because that's obviously uh, diminishing the user experience, and we don't, we don't want people getting tricked in, tricked out of their money and that kind of thing. Um, so uh, I'm on, definitely on the warpath. So on, on the if somebody's operating a, a bot and troll army, I'm definitely their enemy. Well, it does get to me sometimes. I mean, I'm not like you know. I do have feelings, uh, <laughs> but Android. Um, but um, you know, I think uh, one has to take these things with um, you know a grain of salt. And um, you know, especially online, if somebody doesn't really know who you are or whatever, then and they're like you know pulling your names and things. I, you, you can't take that too seriously, you know. Uh, so. Uh, and, you know, I believe in like turn the other cheek and, and, and these uh, sort of principles that would lead to a, a you know, uh, ideally a better civil discourse. Um, and um, you know, uh, yeah. So I don't know. I'm open to suggestions, though. Like, what do you think I should do? Well, is the Twitter deal done? Well, you know, it's difficult to comment on publicly traded companies without getting into trouble. Uh, you know, I've occasionally got into trouble on these fronts, you know. See. <laughs> Now, Musk himself is a prominent user of Twitter with uh, just over 83 million followers. And uh, he tweeted as early as 2017, expressing interest in buying the company. Uh, he basically said that Twitter needs to be transformed as a private company uh, in order to build trust with the users and do so uh, better while serving what he calls the societal imperative of free speech. Now, this was a quote he said, uh, I hope that even my worst critics can remain on Twitter because that's what free speech means. And some people kind of took this as saying, you know what, this is kind of like him trying to open up the doorway into allowing people like Donald Trump back onto the platform. And that's very interesting. And uh, I want to know what you guys think. Uh, is Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter a good thing? Or will it open up the door for fake news and hate speech? Uh, let us know on our WhatsApp line, uh, 0731-168-045. That number again, 0731-168-045. Uh, I really want to hear your comments, guys. Uh, so get in touch with me and let's uh, talk about this a bit more. Okay, so lastly, let's talk about Bitcoin once again. Yes, yes, yes. I know I've talked about Bitcoin a whole lot on the tech program, but uh, it's really important because uh, the next story is involving an African country, which is the Central African Republic. Uh, and news that is broken out is that uh, it has adopted Bitcoin as legal tender. Now, this is according to a statement uh, from the president's office uh, uh, yesterday, and uh, which made uh, the Central African Republic the second country in the world to do so behind El Salvador. Uh, so, as I said before, we have spoken about this on the tech show. Uh, about four weeks ago, we looked at how India is looking at bringing in crypto uh, into the mainstream as a legal tender. Uh, but 
this isn't quite going over so well for a lot of people, right? Um, according to the International Monetary Fund, for example, uh, the Central African Republic's adoption of Bitcoin as legal tender uh, presents a series of challenges uh, for the country and the region. And uh, the decision, uh, the decision, should I say rather, uh, drew criticism uh, from opposition parties. And uh, apparently it was made without consulting the regional central bank, uh, which manages a common currency used by six uh, countries, uh, including the Central African Republic. And uh, that currency is the CFA franc. Now, what's interesting about that is, uh, or what's interesting about this in particular as it relates to Central African Republic is that... Uh, the nation has a low life expectancy and extreme poverty and of its 4.8 million citizens uh, just around 500,000 actually have access to the internet now think about that for a second just over 500,000 people of uh, 4.8 uh, 4 million people uh, have access to the internet and bitcoin as we know is inextricably linked to the internet because you need to be online to buy it and uh, to trade it to sell it you know it's 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 that's sort of what uh, led to uh, this wave of criticism to come about now to get a bit more insight on this uh, we're gonna listen into some responses uh, from Kalu Aja who is a financial analyst uh, who shared some of his insight uh, in a recent interview with CGTN uh, so let's hear what his initial reaction was right now I think overall, uh, it's a head scratcher, right? Uh, low internet penetration in CAR as well. But if you read the backstory, I think they're saying this is the way to get themselves off the CEFA. Because the CEFA is tied to the euro, it's expensive, right? So they can't print or do deficit financing. So probably this is a way to introduce competition. That's the backstory I'm reading into this. Uh, I don't think a lot of folks will use Bitcoin and CAR because of the low internet usage and low power uh, consumption there. So that's what I'm looking at more or less that's going on. Z. Okay, so before we mentioned that uh, El Salvador uh, was the first country to accept a Bitcoin as legal tender. And what's interesting about that is that uh, Bitcoin is reportedly slow to be taken up by locals there. Uh, so once again, let's also hear from uh, Mr. Aja, uh, who discusses uh, what lessons the Central African Republic can learn from El Salvador. Uh, yes, I think it has to be an organic adoption. So El Salvador was a government-driven adoption. Uh, they actually asked folks to download the app and then you get $30. So almost everyone in the country downloaded the Bitcoin app. I think it's called the chip or the wallet app. And then they got $30 and then they spent it. So in 2022, no downloads of the Chievo wallet. Uh, I think remittances to El Salvador using the Bitcoin, 1.6%. So very, very low utilization simply because it's a dollar-based economy. Lots of immigration to the U.S. So dollars are sent back to El Salvador. And that's what they spend, cash. Bitcoin has got to be organic, right? People have got to see the use case and then adopt it. If it's top down, it doesn't really work, which is what might happen to Sierra as well. Z. 
okay so from that clip what we pretty much gathered was that uh you can only make something like cryptocurrency legal tender if it's something that people actually want or if something or if it's actually something that people know how to use because let's face it if only 500,000 people uh in the central african republic are on the internet then um you're gonna have a large deficit in terms of like who can actually use it and um, that might lead to some problems uh, so maybe just before we move on from this, let's uh, once again hear from Aja uh, as he explains whether or not cryptocurrency will become mainstreams uh, with other governments around the world. A tiny blip. Uh, we're not sure about it being smart. I think El Salvador, the bond, uh, their talks with the IMF have stalled. Uh, their bond, uh, crypto bond has also stalled. The IMF and the World Bank have acted to take it off as an official currency you can use it but not officially so cr i think is going to stare down that tunnel pretty soon i don't think it's going to give them brownie points with the international development organization so yeah i'm not too bullish on that if you want to talk about who can benefit you're talking about a country say like nigeria with a large adoption large remittances that can use this informally without the government getting involved. So I don't see central banks doing cryptos anytime soon. We, we're going to see more of central bank-backed digital currencies like Nigeria or the e-Naira. But in terms of adopting Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency, that's not going to happen. Z. For what it's worth, uh, the Central African Republic's government has said that adopting Bitcoin as legal tender will spur the CAR's economic recovery and growth uh, while also helping stabilize the country, uh, which has been wracked by a decade-long civil war. Uh, so very interesting. Uh, once again, I do want to know what you guys' thoughts are. Uh, was it a smart move by the Central African Republic to adopt uh, Bitcoin as legal tender in its uh, country? Uh, let me know on our WhatsApp line, 0731-168-045. That number again, 731 168 045 and unfortunately we have run out of time thank you so much for tuning in and uh, be sure to tune in uh, same time same place uh, next week for another edition of the ztech show tune in next time to the ztech show your guide into the world of technology